a lot of people that we love that instead of joining us in here in our sanctuary this morning are joining us online. And you know, that's just where we find ourselves in this season. The Bible tells us to not forsake gathering together, but it doesn't really tell us what that needs to look like. So that could look like here, that can look like gathering online. But there really is no imitation for being together. So even if you're not comfortable in this giant room with lots of people, I would still encourage you to make sure that you're maintaining those relationships on the side. A couple people here and there. Our souls were made for community. And so as we're navigating this, we're trying to make the best decisions we can. Know that we are made to be together. We're made to worship together. I'm going to invite you to stand with me this morning. We're going to pray as we open um, with some worship and song. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, unsure of what, what tomorrow brings, the next day, even the next hour, Lord, but we know that we are here and we are deciding, we are choosing to worship. Lord, I pray that you would fill this space. Lord, let us experience your presence in a new way. Lord, I pray for those in our congregation, Lord, that are that are unable to be with us. Lord, that you would fill their living rooms, fill their kitchens, fill their, wherever they're watching this from, Lord, that you would be with them and that they would experience it just, just as if they were here with us. Lord, we love you and we trust you and we just continue to take the next step, Lord, in faith, trusting you to guide us and trusting you to be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>
so grateful for a God we can trust. I want to hopefully encourage you by reading um, from Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers, against this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. I want to hopefully encourage you and just point out we need to be praying for each other. Man, there's a lot of love in this room, <laughs> right? I hope I don't do this too often, but can you all just pause for a minute and, and take a look around? I get to look at you and see all of you, but do you see all of you? This is our church. We love each other. We come together to encourage each other and build each other up and pray for each other. There's purpose and reason in our gatherings. We want to come together and build a community of love that starts right here. Let's keep worshiping.
Would you pray this with me? Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. to see you. Uh, man, that, that prayer was, uh, was, was perfect there. Thanking God for His Word, right? For the Scripture uh, that guides us. And so we've been looking for the past uh, few weeks about this idea that we have a reason to sing, right? God has given us lots of reasons to sing, uh, and, and we've been looking at those. And this week, um, we've been, we're, we're going we're gonna to look at this idea that we sing because God gives us good directions, Right, Psalm 119, 105 says that His Word is a light for my feet and a lamp into my path, and God gives us good directions, and that's something to praise Him for, right? That's something to sing about. But I never really understood the value of good directions until I received bad directions, right? Like, so for now, if I'm going to do a road trip, I'll pull up my phone and I will, I'll pull up Waze. And Waze is pretty reliable, right? Like, I've not had any significant issues with Waze. It gets me where I'm going. There may be times where I question, like, where is this thing taking me? But it usually knows something that I don't know about, about a closure or uh, an accident or something like that. And it gets me where I'm going, and it's, it's good. But before Waze, before I had my GPS on my phone, I had one of these guys. Does anybody still use these? This is actually Mara's. She, she pulled it from her van, so she still uses this. She's really old school, but it's okay. I'm glad she is because I needed this as a prop. Before, before my ways, I would use this GPS, although mine was a, was a TomTom. Uh, and, and now, like, these are pretty good because they update regularly and they're kind of, they have capabilities of updating on the fly through, through satellite or some sort of technology that I don't understand. But before, like, when I had one of these, you didn't update it, right? You bought it and it had all the maps preloaded onto it, and which, which is okay until they, do road construction or they, they change things and then it would be like turn right here and there's no road there because it's not updated anymore but before this type of directions here's how I got my directions I printed off maps from MapQuest right who's with me who remembers printing out the MapQuest directions and that's good those are those are pretty reliable but the problem is driving while you're holding up your direction like that's not safe at all and we thought cell phones were the first distraction of driving right like we would we'd print out these MapQuest directions and that was good. But before that, I got my directions by my mom telling me how to get somewhere, right? Like she would just give me directions. And so there was this one time where I was, uh, my family was, was going to their fall camp out. Now my family loved to camp. We were in a, a camping club 
which sounds really weird, I know, but we camped all the time. And we would go to this one campground every spring and every fall. And I had just got my driver's license. And, uh, and for some reason, I couldn't go with my family. I think it was a football game or something. Uh, and I, so I had to go later. So my parents went out there. And, and after the football game or whatever it was, myself and my friend Farmer Doug, we, uh, we jumped in the car. I just got my driver's license. And, and we were going to go camping. Now, my mom had given me directions, right? She, she said, this is how you go. You're, you're going to go through Lebanon, Route 4 through Lebanon. You're going to jump on to, to 48 North and then get off on 22 and 3. I'm like, okay, I've been there at least 30 some times in my life. It, I, I recognize this. Just, just get me started, right? Get me started on, on where I need to go. And so uh, I'm confident. I'm driving, you know, a new driver. How new drivers are just the most confident drivers in the world. Like, I'm good, mom. It's fine. You, you, you got me those directions. So we're driving. We go Route 4, we go through Lebanon, and we get on 48 North. And I'm looking, and I'm like, Farmer Doug, this does not look familiar. That's his real name, Farmer Doug. This does not look familiar at all. Like, I've not, I've not seen this. So we turn around, we go back to Lebanon. I'm like, okay, let's try this again. We go back on 48 North, like my mom said, and we're driving. I'm like, this is not right. So I go back into Lebanon, and my car at that time was a, was a Chevy Corsica, and it was old, and it overheated. And so my, my car is just smoking because we're, we're, we're stopping, we're going, we're stopping, we're going. I pull into a laundromat and ask them, like they would know about this little tiny private campground. They had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, okay, Doug, let's try this again. Let's go 48 North again, like it was going to change. And then we go 48 North again, and it's not, the, it's not there. And we come back, and finally... Now, this is before the time of cell phones, so now you just call your, your mom and be like, Mom, how do I get there? I didn't have a cell phone. That wasn't a possibility. So we stopped at this place where there was a pay phone, right, a phone that you had to pay quarters for, and I paged. Now, I really wanted a pager to show as this object lesson, but nobody has a pager anymore. I paged a family friend who was camping with us. He got the page, called me back on the, on the pay phone, and said, where are you at? What's going on? I said, Mom told me to go 48 north to 22 and 3. And he said, no, you go 48 south. Mom, like I still haven't let her live this down to this day. So if she's watching now, I don't think she is, but Mom thinks a lot. 48 south. We get there and all things are good. But I didn't understand the value of good directions until I received bad directions, right? God has given us good directions, he has given us directions in our life to point us toward Jesus. And we celebrate because we have those good directions. But here's the thing. The directions, even the good directions, aren't the point. Right? The point is walking with and toward Jesus. The directions point us on that way, and we praise God for that. But the directions aren't the—they're not the ultimate, right? The ultimate is Jesus, and so we don't praise the directions, right? We don't worship the directions. We worship that that one that the directions point us to, and so we sing because God has given us directions. He's given us a blueprint through His Word, through Scripture, that points us to. Jesus. And for that reason, we sing. We sing because He's shown us how to be in relationship and to walk with Jesus. So we sing. And so Pastor Paul is going to come and talk to you more about this idea of Psalm 119 and what it looks like to follow those good directions. Thank you, uh, Pastor Josh. And uh, I don't know, they're waving at me. Are we good? Yes, thumbs up. How's everybody doing today? good. Terry Moore is really good, and uh, good to see all your 
half faces and some of all your faces. It's uh, good to be here as we can. Who knows what tomorrow holds? As, as we walk through this, each week seems to be a little bit different. And all God's people said, amen, right? Uh, we do like good directions. Now, I, I'm the third brother of four brothers. And uh, my oldest brother, Virgil, is a pastor in Florida. My youngest brother, Bobby, has pastored as well, and, and he's in Kentucky. And then, of course, I've been a pastor, or am a pastor as well. And then my second brother was not a pastor. Uh, and Danny was, uh, Danny is a little bit of a prankster. Uh, Danny would like to, uh, you could go to bed at night, and Danny would lay under your bed for an hour or more, just so when you were half asleep, he could reach from under your bed and grab your forehead. Uh, he would do things like that. You know, when I went to Mid-America, Danny had went to Mid-America too, and when they would find out that he was my brother, they would go, you're his brother? You know, him, him and his roommates bricked and mortared somebody into their room. You know, stories like that. You know, they would kidnap girls from the dorms and leave them in restaurants downtown. Uh, you know, what they used to call pranks, they now call felonies, right? And so Danny was, um, what Danny loved to give was bad directions. <laughs> he just loved to give people bad directions. He just thought it was hilarious. And so uh, we're coming back from Indianapolis. We'd, we'd been working. We, we were doing construction. And we were coming back. And as we were coming back, Dan said, oh, turn right here, turn left here. And I would pin it on him. And finally, we were in the middle of nowhere in, in south, uh, western, southeastern Indiana. And, 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 and we come to an intersection. And he goes, And I said, you have no idea where we are, do you? No. <laughs> now, this was before uh, Waze, Google Maps, MapQuest, cell phones. Uh, so we had to find our way out of this mess. See, Josh, I predate you a little bit. I remember the triptychs from, from uh, AAA. Uh, and so we eventually found our way home. We want good directions. And, and we are. Most of us are dependent on devices for our directions now. H have you ever heard this? And said, uh-uh. <laughs> you ever been there? You have arrived at your destination, and you're in the middle of nowhere, and you're saying, you stinking lion thing, Right? Um, you know, we, we want to throw it out the window, but we realize if we throw it out the window, that would be a, a bad thing. We want good directions. And, and when we get good directions, it's great. You know, it's right to the destination. We say, hey, hey. Um, but, but probably we're a little bit too dependent on, on these devices. Um, we would all be lost if satellites all of a sudden went down, right? We could be three blocks from our house and we wouldn't be able to find our way home. But it's just not driving. We, we want good directions in life. Who likes to shop at Ikea? Who, who's the Ikea people here? Who's been lost in Ikea, right? Uh, you know, we, I love to get stuff from Ikea, but sometimes the directions you get with the items to put together are not as simple as they seem like they should be. I know I purchased a treadmill uh, about two years ago, and, and 
I liked putting it together so well, I put it together four times before I got it right, right? Anybody, anybody, Neil, you read all the directions before you start, don't you? You lay everything out, you count. Who, like me, thinks directions are for the weak, right? But we want good directions, and um, it's important to have good directions. Uh, we, we want directions on how to succeed at work, how to have success financially, physically, relationally, and we know there's all sorts of information out there on those things, but, but really we want good directions to have uh, how to succeed at life. And the good news is God cares about every aspect of our life, and he wants us to experience real life. And I think it's important that, that we understand this. When we say real life, we're not talking prosperity, okay? God wants us to have real life, and it may not be based on how much money you have in your account. It may not be based on your physical condition. It may not be based on how, much, how, many, how many friends you have or your position at work. God wants us to have real life, and it's not based on a prosperity mentality, but it's, faith, it's being faithful to him in all these avenues. And so God gives us reason to celebrate. God gives us reason to sing. Uh, we, we, we've been talking about this. The scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So what are we supposed to do? Rejoice. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're alive, you praise the Lord. You, got, you guys are getting worse at this. You were better at this when we started this series. Uh, let's try it again. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. If you have breath, you praise the Lord. So you've got to speak loud enough for those joining us online can hear you, okay? So we're working through the Psalms, and we're not going to talk about every reason God gives us to sing. Every time we gather, there's a reason to sing. But we find in these particular passages reason to celebrate, to worship, to respond to God. And we have reason to sing even when life is not perfect. Life is not perfect, amen? But I have reason to sing. And I have reason to sing because God gives good direction. Even during difficult times, even during messy times, even during hurting times, even during imperfect times, even during 2020, right? Who would have thought 2020 is the year of clear vision? Who would have thought that the year of clear vision would be the year with no vision, right? This has been the hardest year that, that I've ever experienced in my life. I don't know about you, but this has been a difficult year. But God gives good direction even in the midst of 2020. Psalm 119, 101 through 105, David says, I have restrained my feet from every evil way, that I may keep your word. I've not turned aside from your ordinances, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And in this passage, David is talking about the direction that God gives. And he's saying, I have reason to sing. I'm writing this psalm because God gives good direction. 
uh, several years ago, Spencer and I went hiking at Natural Bridge. Who's been to Natural Bridge in Kentucky? Natural Bridge, really kind of a cool place. And, and we were at Natural Bridge and we were hiking and, and, and I'm one of those guys that, that I want to hike to the next thing, you know, and sometimes it ends up being that, that a 30 minute hike turns into a four hour hike when I kind of get into it. And, and so the, the, the signs at Natural Bridge stunk. There were worst signs ever, and eventually the only way we'd get back to our car was to ride a sky lift back over the mountain to our car. And Spencer still gives me grief about us getting lost at Natural Bridge, but the signage was terrible. You know, you get in the, hiking in the Smokies, and, and there's not a lot of guessing when you, when you get into the Smoky Mountains. They, the signage is so good, and, and, and we want those kind of signs. God gives good signage. God gives good direction. But God also gives us the ability to choose. Everyone that's come into this room has the ability to choose to either follow God or refuse to follow God. To, to, to heed his word or not heed his word. David says, I've restrained my feet from every evil way. And it's important to see that God did not restrain his feet. David restrained his feet. David made a choice to follow God. I've not turned aside from your ordinances. In other words, David said, listen, I have, I have heard your voice, I have heard your word, and I've followed your commands. Your words are sweeter than honey. And so David has made this determination that, that God's word, that God's direction is something worthy of pursuit. And he has made the decision in his life, the choice in his life, to choose to love and follow God's direction. Why? Why should you choose God's precepts? And, and, and this is a choice we all have to make. He says, from your precepts, I get understanding. God gives understanding. Now, many religions are classified mystery religions, and particularly around the time of Jesus, there were a lot of mystery religions with mysterious gods. And, and, and the question was, how do we please this God? What do we do to live in obedience with this God? And, and so they're desperate, and they're given, they're given sacrifices, and they're cutting themselves, and they're doing all these things in the hope that they can get to know, that they can get to, that they can find understanding from their God. But our God is not like that. That This is a God who we talked about last week who pursues us. This is a God who wants us to know and live the way. Now in this passage, Josh is right, we, we don't worship God's word, but this is a passage about God's word. And God's word is best understood and applied in community. That, that there's a value in applying and reading God's word individually, but something special happens when we apply and we read God's word in community. That has been the great fear, uh, the great worry as a pastor that I have for our church in the midst of this time of isolation, because I believe that God's word is best understood in community. And we're in the midst of a crisis that's drawing us away from community. And so we have to be creative. We have, we have to find other ways to connect with people and apply God's word together. 
See, we're better together. We learn better together. We, we do more together. We're encouraged when we're together, and we find direction together. And so even though it's a, a difficult time, we, we have to push forward. Folks, as, you, as your pastor, I, I don't know what next month's going to hold. I don't. You know, we, you all see the news just like I see the news, and, and I don't know what's going to happen in the next two weeks or next month and whether we'll be able to gather or not. But I know we have to push through these times, that these aren't times that we put these things aside, that we find fresh and new ways and other ways to connect with one another. We can't wait. And I, and I have a tendency to do this. We can't wait till circumstances are perfect to seek God, right? I have a tendency to say, well, when circumstances are perfect, see, oftentimes it's in the imperfect circumstances that we really learn what it means to push towards God and we redeem these times. We're better together and God gives understanding. And there's pushback to this if we just stop and think for a moment. Sometimes I think, particularly as we're going through a crisis like this, that, that God's direction is only some of the time. There's times God's given direction, and then there's all this waiting time. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking about this recently, this waiting time. We spent a lot of time talking about waiting. And I'll just say this, I hate waiting. I know you guys are shocked, aren't you? I hate to wait. But the truth is that God has built a lot of waiting into my life. And so I was out a couple days ago, and I was, I was walking Kobe, and I was thinking about Jesus. <laughs> That's right, I was walking my dog thinking about Jesus, uh, because I, I keep my mind on Jesus when I'm walking the dog, so I don't kill the dog when I'm walking the dog. Uh, but I'm thinking about Jesus, and Jesus went into the ministry the, the active ministry when he was about 30 years old, right? So that means for 30 years, the living word existed and worked and took care of his mother and did the things that normal people do, waiting for the time that God was going to use him in active ministry, 90% of his life. Now, now I believe... That, that when you look at this, and, 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 and I'm still, you know, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm still, that's still running through my mind because I think what you find here is a theology of work in that when Jesus was a carpenter and he was taking care of his mother, he was still ministering. He was still the word wrapped in flesh, but there was waiting. And so if Jesus is waiting, then there's times in our life when we're waiting, and it's all right. Sometimes we think good direction is synonymous with easy or perfect. But, but the truth is, good direction is not synonymous with easy and perfect. In fact, oftentimes, it's the opposite. I, I have, have run 
two or three half marathons and, and one marathon, and I use the word run very, very loosely there, but I've completed them. And, you know, when you get on the path, you, you, you may start at a starting line and you may see the finish line just over there, but the directions will say, okay, you got to go this way first. And so there's all sorts of pain and there's all sorts of process you have to go through where I could have just walked one block and crossed the finish line, right? <laughs> but I missed the whole point of the marathon. See, see, following God's path, direction is not always the easy, direct path. There's no shortcuts, shortcuts in following God's direction. There's no shortcut around hardship and imperfections and difficulty. In fact, oftentimes it's in the imperfect that God is most glorified in our obedience. I don't know, we, we, we like quick and easy plans. 40 days to a beach body, right? Who's looking for the beach body, right? I'm looking for the beach. I don't know about the beach body. 40 days to a new job. 40 days to financial peace. 40 days to a better relationship. 40 days to better health. But God doesn't give shortcuts. I'm reminded of the story of the children of Israel. They come out of slavery, and they, and they, they go to the Red Sea. And, and, and when you get home, take some time and look at a map of what that means. This is not a direct route to the Red Sea. It's this looping, long route to the Red Sea. Oftentimes, i found that God's direction is not the direct, easy shortcut, but it's a looping path. And the point is not getting what we want, but the point is trust. Amy sang um, the, the ocean song, and, and there was a line in there that I wrote down as she was singing. It says, the great unknown where feet may fail. And that just resonated with me, this, this ideal that, that God calls us to this place where outward success is not always a guarantee. I, I think we need a good theology on failure uh, because I think most of us have failures in your, our life and we, we don't know how to handle them. The, the point is not our perception of success, but obedience. I think the other pushback is this, following God's direction does not eliminate hardship from our life. Now, sometimes the hardship in our life is our own fault. So I took Kobe out for a walk this morning, and it was rainy and cold. My lovely dog would much prefer to walk in the rain and the cold. If it's 70 degrees and nice at night, he's instantly wanting to come home. If it's rainy and cold, guess what? He wants to do the full route. You say, well, Paul, you're the master. No, I'm not. He is. And so we walk all the way around, the wind in my face, and, and he's just enjoying it, and, he, and, and just enjoying all that stinky weather. The truth is, sometimes we choose to walk in stinky weather. We choose to spend money we don't have. Uh, I, I just got in the mail, and, and I'm really happy about it. Anybody else get this? I got a check for $250,000 from a bank that wanted to give it to me. Yeah, right? You know, we get all sorts of money. All sorts of people want to give you money. The battle of the news is they want it back. 
we eat wrong or we fail to exercise, we ignore or misuse relationships, and we walk in stormy, stinky weather as a result. Sometimes hardship just happens. I'm reminded of the story of Jesus and the blind man. The, 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 the disciples said, who sinned, him or his parents? And Jesus said, neither. This happened so God could be glorified. And, and I think you could get caught up in that and say, oh, well, Jesus is saying God made him blind so Jesus could heal him. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is wanting you to see what God can do in this circumstance. That's the focus of his statement. And Jesus is saying, listen, don't worry about the cause, but look at what God can do in this circumstance. Oftentimes, God uses the hardship to build our faith. You know, I refuse to blame God for all the bad in our world. I do. I mean, there's some people that blame God for everything. I don't. I will, I will praise him, though, for not abandoning us in our messes and still walking and guiding us through. It's the wonder of Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So what Paul's saying, that, that the bad things in your life that you didn't have anything to do with, God is using them and working through them and, and working for your good and his glory. The miracle is maybe the bad things that you had some part in, God is still taking them and weaving them and using them for something good and powerful. God works these things out for our good. Now, maybe this would be a good statement just to own right now. And so we're going to put this up there. Can you guys read this with me? And there's, there's two slides here. Let's read this together. Since I love God and am working towards his purpose, I know that God is working all things together for my good. Whatever you're going through. God, our perfect, beautiful, heavenly Father, has the ability to work these things towards your good. He can take the imperfect, he can take the hardship, he can take the hurt, and he can weave it into something beautiful. So let me ask you, where are you today? Are you seeking direction? Are you finding direction in God's word and with others? Where are you looking for help? Are you so caught up in the circumstances you've lost sight of God? All heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm going to give you just a couple minutes, and then I'm going to close this in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we, um, we just pause and give you thanks and praise. You are good all the time. We trust you. We know that you're at work even in times where we don't see your hand. Even in hardship, Lord, we believe, we believe that you're with us. Lord, I'm not going to blame you for every difficult thing that we go through. Life sometimes is unfair, and there's hurt that's hard to explain. But Lord, even in those times, I can trust you and know that you love us. That there's no place that we can go that you will not be with us.
that you pursue us, that you keep us, that, that you want us to have faith and joy and peace even in the midst of the storms. So help us now, Lord, just to uh, trust you even in times where it seems very difficult. And Lord, in our trust, may you be glorified. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless, folks. You are dismissed. Thank you.